At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R, and at V Sin Live. Uh, it's a fun baseball board looking ahead here to Wednesday. Uh, several day games. Uh, here are your games Brewers Rays at 12 10 Eastern Time, A's Yankees 105. The rest of the one o'clock starts Pirates Nationals, Astros Mets, um, two o'clock start Rangers and Royals, a 340 start Padres and Diamondbacks and Tigers and Giants, and then a 4 o'clock game, Orioles and Mariners. That's Eastern time. And then your night slate, Braves, Phillies, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Twins, Guardians, Marlins, Cardinals, Reds, Cubs, Dodgers, Rockies, and White Sox, Angels. So a ton of day games, uh, big big schedule spread out throughout the day. And you have a couple of pitchers that are really attractive pitchers to back here on Wednesday. Let's go through a couple of them. Most uh, First off, at uh, the 105 Eastern time game, Yankees and A's, Jamison Tyone is on the hill for the Yankees. 8-1 and one this season with a 3.19 ERA, excuse me. <clears throat> and Jamison Tyone is the most profitable pitcher in Major League Baseball. Yeah. If you bet him, you are up. If you bet him on the money line, look at that profit. Your ROI, 46% about, but plus $997 just betting on Jamison Tyone every single time. Yankees are now minus 280 against the A's. Cole Irvin on the hill for Oakland. So Jamison Tyone, a very profitable pitcher to back here against the Oakland A's. Uh, Justin Verlander's on the hill against Taiwan Walker as the Astros take on the Mets. Houston is minus 125. Uh, Justin Verlander is right now on the season having a, a pretty pretty good year. Verlander is 9-3 and three with a 2-2-2 ERA. Taiwan Walker 6-2 at 3.03 ERA. You have uh, Alec Manoa, my dude, one of the favorites to win the American League Cy Young Award. 
He is taking on the Red Sox. Manoa and the Blue Jays are minus 160 favorites. Alec Manoa, 9-2 this season with a 2.05 ERA. And at home this season, opponents are batting 185 against him. He has been absolutely dominant at the Rogers Center. The one team that had success against him at home was the New York Yankees. The Yankees scored four runs off of him in uh, five innings of work. Three of those runs came in the fourth inning on an Aaron Hicks bases clearing. It was a bases loaded uh, double that scored all three runs. And that was it. The other runs came when he was out of the game and, and the runner was charged to him, so he gives up four runs. Other than that, that other than that one game, Alec Manoa at home this year, a game against the Orioles, six innings, zero runs. Against the White Sox, seven and two-thirds, three runs. Against Cincinnati, eight innings, one run. Against the Yankees, six innings, one run. Against Boston, the team that he will face tomorrow, seven innings, zero runs. Against Oakland, six innings and two runs. And as I mentioned, at home this season, 46 innings pitched at home, opponents batting 185. He has struck out 41 batters in 46 innings, allowing 11 runs at home at the Rogers Center. Something about just that mound, uh, comfort, you know, comfortability, uh, whatever it is, he it clearly enjoys pitching at home. Alec Manoa, also one of the best under pitchers in all of baseball this season. Um, as, you know, games in which he pitches tend to go under. Look at those under pitchers. He is 10-4 and four to the under this year. Total for the game between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays is sitting right now at 8.5. Nick Pavetta and Alec Manoa. Sandy Alcantara. It's Sandy Day. The National League Cy Young favorite. Sandy Alcantara takes the mound as the Marlins battle against the Cardinals. Sandy and the Marlins are minus 125 favorites. And this is going to be a spot where I'll probably be on a, a first five with the Marlins. Maybe a first five just uh, under, you know, whatever the line is. I assume it's three and a half. Right now, total for that game is seven and a half. So you got to figure it'll be three and a half for the first five innings. But Sandy uh, had a bad outing his last time out. His worst outing of the season. He gave up four runs against the Mets. That was his worst outing of the season. Uh, it was in the sixth inning. Francisco Lindor with a big double that uh, cleared the bases. A bases loaded double um, off, of, off of him in the top of the sixth inning where he gave up three runs. The other run that he allowed was a Mark Canna solo home run in the top of the uh, fifth inning. Uh, also a Francisco Lindor home run in the uh, 
top of the first. So Lindor homers to lead off the game, and he gives up a solo home run. This was, uh, I remember, I bet the Marlins in the first five. This was a push. And it was a lucky push because the Marlins scored a run in the bottom of the fifth to tie it. But through the first five innings of that game, Sandy Alcantara only allowed two hits. And both of those hits were solo home runs. So I'm going to be looking at the Marlins probably here backing Sandy Alcantara coming up against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, other pitchers, that's really it. Shohei Otani going for the Angels against Michael Kopech. So that's an interesting uh, you know, starting, starting game situation. You got the Dodgers with Julio Urias trying to avoid the sweep against Herman Marquez. And, you know, there's going to be, I bet you the Dodgers are going to be like the most popular bet team here on Wednesday. You know, if I had to guess the early betting splits and the money, just there's going to be a lot of people like the last time that it's, uh, that, that this happened, which was remember when the Dodgers got swept by the Pirates? And there were a lot of people that bet on the Dodgers just blindly in that next game, in that game, just thinking the, 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 square mentality, if you want to call it that, that there's no way the Dodgers are going to get swept, right? There's no way the Dodgers are going to get swept by the Pirates. And that's pretty much what it's going to be here coming up uh, in this spot, that there's no way the Dodgers are going to get swept by the uh, Colorado Rockies. Well, maybe they will. Maybe they will. Uh, heaven, you know, obviously there's some spots here that I do really like. As I mentioned, I do like, um, you know, taking a look at Manoa. Oh, Chris Flexen goes for the Mariners. That could be interesting. Mariners and Orioles. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting spots here. I'm going to have to pick out a couple. It's definitely going to be a bounce back day for me, uh, after the picks went, uh, really bad here on Tuesday. Losing the play of the day, but it happens. You know, Clayton Kershaw, you can't handicap that. The guy just had nothing. Goes out there and gets rocked by the Rockies. You know, would have been nice if he could hold a lead, but, uh, you know, I thought the Dodgers did their part in the first inning and the second inning, taking a lead both times, but Kershaw just absolutely did not have it. Uh, I saw some interesting notes here about uh, Aaron Judge, and he, there was a, there was a, play, a, a pitch where it was so far out of the zone that it was it was laughable the call of a strike but that's not new for Aaron Judge and this is what makes in my opinion his season so impressive Aaron Judge this season according to Statcast leads major league baseball in called strikes outside of the strike zone. 53 called strikes this season outside of the strike zone, according to StatCast. So he's basically having to expand the zone every time he's up at the plate. He is at a disadvantage when compared to other batters because the umpires, maybe it's because of his size or whatever, are calling strikes against him that are not strikes. So he's got to deal with that every time he comes to the plate. And 
not only has hit the most this season in Major League Baseball, but since 2017, Aaron Judge leads Major League Baseball. 433 called strikes outside the strike zone. Something about Aaron Judge that the umpires, maybe they don't like, or maybe it's just, uh, maybe that's just the way it happens. But uh, Aaron Judge, very impressive what he's doing this season when you consider the amount of balls that are called strikes against him. Continue the conversation, our very own uh, Matt Humans. Join me coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the sports bet. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge, presented by Blue Moon, to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now, our senior editor here at VSIN.com and Point Spread Weekly, co-host of The Edge. He is our very own Matt Humans. And Matt, I did not have a fun night in Major League Baseball. How did your baseball card look here on Tuesday? Well, it didn't go the way I planned it, but it turned out okay. Actually, uh, I bet the D-backs, a plus 106 was Zach Gallen, because I watched him last week, and uh, I thought head-to-head against uh, Sean Mania, he outpitched him, and he just didn't get any offensive support. Lost that game 3-2 in 11 innings. He struck out 11 last week. He got pounded tonight. Padres were up 6 nothing. I wrote it off. That, that's going to be a loss. D-backs rallied to win the game 7-6. to So not the way I scripted it, Scott, but it got to the win column. You realize and, uh, that that was going to happen. You realize that was the <laughs> largest comeback in Diamondbacks franchise history. 
<laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. But that's the largest comeback I've had to win a bet in a long time. I know that. <laughs> sometimes sometimes those are the best ones. Um, you know, there's a lot of games that a lot of pitchers that I like that are going tomorrow. Alec Manoa goes tomorrow for the Blue Jays. Sandy Alcantara goes tomorrow for the Marlins. Uh any of any any of those guys, either of those guys interest you? Well, I like both those guys a lot too. And uh I try to bet Alec Manoa whenever you know whenever I can when the price is right. I think the price is probably a little bit too high tomorrow. If if I remember correctly, I was looking at the overnights. Manoa's around minus one fifty five. Does that sound right? Yeah, one fifty five, one sixty. Yep. Yeah, that's a little bit too high for me against the Red Sox tomorrow. I do like him. He, he is one of my favorite pitchers. To bet I, I wouldn't completely rule that out as a play. I might end up playing it some way tomorrow, but. I like Manoa, and anytime Shohei Otani pitches, I'm watching. Uh, I'm highly entertained by the guy, and I, I think a lot of times we're, we're starting to take for granted uh, what he's doing. Never seen this in baseball history, and uh, you know, last week he struck out 13. Obviously, the Royals didn't have uh, the 1927 Yankees lineup, but mm-hmm. the um, Otani fastball is live, man. And I know you watch a lot of baseball. This guy hits 101 on his fastball uh, pretty often. He's all, you know, he's throwing in the high nineties. We're talking about a guy who's got to hit 46 home runs last year and uh, striking out about 12 guys per nine innings. So I, anytime Otani is uh, on the hill, I'm watching. I want to see what, it's, what, what he does tomorrow night. <laughs> you know, I've said that when it comes to Otani's MVP candidacy, that he's approached, it's crazy because it's been so short of a tenure, but he's almost he's approached LeBron James territory. And what I mean by that was when LeBron James won four out of five years, the MVP award, Derrick Rose was the one that won in between those uh, two, two and two. Yep. Um, it was clear to everyone that LeBron James was the most valuable basketball player in the world. And you could have given him that trophy every single season. But at some point you had to say, we acknowledge LeBron is the most valuable player in the world. We're going to give the award to the most outstanding player, right? And it's not going to be LeBron James. For Shohei Otani, and tell me if you agree with this, Matt, if he Mm -hmm. pitches at an all-star level and hits as an all-star level, there's no argument. He's the most valuable player in baseball every single year he does that. But... Giving him the award last year was the acknowledgement for the novelty. In order for him to win the award now moving forward, he has to be the most outstanding. So unless he leads the league in home runs or leads the league in wins or ERA or something like that, I mean, if that's the case, he's going to win the Cy Young. I don't see him winning the MVP. I think, obviously, a guy like Aaron Judge would win it over Otani this season. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree with all that. Actually... Man, what's interesting about Otani is he's such a great, I think he's a great pitcher and he's getting better, but he's not going to win a lot of games because the Angels team just finds ways to lose uh, more often than not. So I think he ended up with nine wins last year. If he pitched for a better team, he probably would have had 15 wins. You know, and you look at it, he had 46 homers. He's probably not going to hit more, many more than 30 home runs this season. Right now, if I had to vote, Aaron Judge is a guy. He's the MVP, and it's it's tough for me to say that because, um, you know, to me it's incredible what Otani's doing as a pitcher and a hitter, and that makes him the most valuable. But 
the Yankees got the best record in baseball, and a lot of that's due to Aaron Judge and how he's triggered that offense. If you remember, the Yankees were 5-5 five and five after 10 games, and Judge got off to his host start. Uh, since then, he's been lights out. So, yeah, I would even give Judge maybe a slight edge uh, right now to win MVP over Otani, and I think uh, we're kind of taking for granted what Otani's doing. But you're right, he's going to have to be an elite pitcher, an elite hitter. There are going to be people trying to poke holes in what he's doing, saying, well, you know, he's not really that great at the plate. He's at 260. Or, you know, he's only winning eight or nine or ten games in a season. you got to look at it. The Angels are uh, – Underachievers, and one another thing, Scott, about this is we took granted for so many years that Mike Trout was the best player in baseball. What, what do you think about seven or eight year run that we all said Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, mm-hmm. and now he's not the best player on his own team. You know? <laughs> and, he's not, and and Trout's awesome, I love him, but it's hard to say he's better than Otani considering what Otani does as a pitcher. And it's amazing a team that can have two of, <laughs> a team that could have two of the top ten baseball players in the world, and uh, they're not a playoff. Team. Right. Um, let's talk. <laughs> you know, Mike Trout's never won a playoff game. It, exactly. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, put a prop up right now. How many playoff wins will Mike Trout be a part of by the end of his career? The number's not going to be very high, is it? No. No, I don't even know if he'll ever win a series unless he leaves the <laughs> Angels and goes to somewhere else. It's crazy, you know? isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, should, you know, should have been a Philly. Um, let's talk golf. Which event will draw more eyeballs live in Portland or the John Deere classic? Well, it's going to be the John Deere, which is on network TV. And I don't don't even know how you can watch the live. I think it's on YouTube TV or something, not to knock YouTube TV, but I think the first, I'm not even sure where, where the first uh, tournament in London was broadcast, but I heard only 80,000 people watched it. So that's not much of an audience. I think you got more people talking about the Live Tour this week, uh, basically because you got Brooks Kepka and some of those other clowns who were up there at the press conference today talking about uh, how, wow, this appeals to me because I don't want to play much golf. I want more time off. Uh, basically, what they want is what a lot of people want. They want to work less and get paid more. Yeah. And uh, that's I'm still, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what everybody's trying to do. And uh, that's basically why these guys took the beat and went to the Saudi Tour. I'm, you know, to me, with the PGA Tour, this is addition by subtraction. If I made a list uh, two months ago of the 10 biggest clowns or most annoying players on the PGA Tour, all 10 are now on the Live Tour. <laughs> Great for me because I don't have to watch these guys anymore. No yeah. more Kevin Na, Sergio Garcia, Fat Pat Reed, Brooks Kepka. Uh, I could go on. I don't have to watch these guys anymore. Yeah, Bryson and, and DJ and whatnot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. right. So uh, who do you like here for the John Deere? Well, I'm just going to play a few long shots this week. And Circa has bumped up the numbers on a few of these players. So uh, Jeff Davis does a great job of uh, keeping a tight hold percentage on uh, his golf future. It's a low hold. And uh, one of the guys, my biggest long shot this week is Ryan Moore from UNLV Golfer. You don't hear much about Ryan Moore, but maybe twice a year he pops up on the leaderboard. And you're like, where did this guy come from? From a UNLV Golfer. Uh, tied for second last year in the John Deere at 17 under. He was in the top 20 in this tournament in 2019, so he's a horse for the course, and he's 100 to 1 right now at Circus Sports. So I think he's worth a shot. Like I said, 17 under in this same course last year. This is a birdie fest. It's a shootout. It's target practice, and you're going to have the winner somewhere around 20 under par. Uh, Cameron Champ is another guy I played a long shot right now at Circus 62 to 1. 
Uh, he tied for 11th in this last year. He was 14 under. He comes into this rested and playing pretty good golf this season. Also, uh, Maverick McNeely, who I've played a few times. You know, we're trying to get that first PGA Tour win with some of these guys like Will Zalatoris. Mm-hmm. Maverick mm-hmm. McNeely's another one of those guys. He was in the top 20 of this tournament last year, and uh, he's 32 to 1 right now at Circa. And also, uh, Scott Stallings, I played. Uh, he tied for eighth last week at the Travelers. He was the best player on the course on Sunday. He was seven under par. And uh, I like the fact that he comes in with a hot hand, and he's at, uh, I think, around 37-1 to right now, Scott Stallings. So, Scott, or, uh, Scott, when you got a tournament where Webb Simpson is the favorite around 10-1 to or 12-1, to it's a weak field. There's no denying <laughs> it. It's the weakest field of the year on the PGA Tour. But that also, I think, opens things up for a bomb to hit this week on the Futures Board. That's a tremendous point. Uh, Matt, appreciate the time. Uh, tremendous work in this week's Point Spread Weekly. Great article about the Sean Watson. Uh, I'm sure the listeners will get a kick out of that, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Okay, you bet. Thanks, Matt. Anyways, our very own Matt Eumann, senior editor here at VSIN, co-host of The Edge, Monday through Friday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead. We're on VSIN. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. So, where are we right now with NBA free agency? You got now a couple of days um, left before the start of free agency in the NBA. You know, it starts around uh, July 1st, but there's that moratorium period where teams can come to agreements with players. Nothing can be officially signed until July 6th. There are a a number of attractive uh, unrestricted free agents. There are some attractive free agents. Uh, There you see you got Bradley Beal, Zach Levine as uh, max contract eligible players. Some restricted free agents, uh, Miles Bridges, Colin Sexton, um, Anthony Simmons, DeAndre Ayton, the biggest name there. And then unrestricted free agents, guys like Jalen Brunson, Victor Oladipo, Malik Monk, P.J. Tucker is on there, Otto Porter Jr. and Kevon Looney from the the Warriors. Uh, So a lot of interesting names out there right now. This is uh, the latest news is that the New York Knicks, are clearing cap space to sign Jalen Brunson. They have traded Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks to the Pistons, and this unloads $19 million more in salary. They already um, unloaded some stuff, including Kemba Walker, to Detroit in the uh, draft day trade, which, by the way, part of this trade now with the New Orleans Noel and Alec Burks, the Knicks are actually giving back uh, Detroit its 2023 second-round pick. 
So <laughs> it's like they got the pick in the first trade on draft night. They're sending it back and things like that. So uh, they are freeing up some space to sign Jalen uh, Brunson here. That's where the Knicks are. Now, what does free agent Jalen Brunson, uh, point free agent point guard Jalen Brunson do for the Knicks? Not much. Um, you know, we had heard a report that the Mavericks wanted to give him a five-year deal, and Dallas wanting to keep him can certainly utilize his bird rights and give him something, you know, around, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the number is, 85, probably more than that. But the Knicks, I guess, are willing to go maybe $110 million. And that's what the, that's what they can give him. And, and uh, that's what they're going to, that's probably what they're going to sign, sign him for. So Jalen Brunson will go to the Knicks. Um, the Celtics are involved in some trade talks as Marcus Smart's name is being floated around as a potential trade candidate. So there's some people that uh that are saying that yeah there's a definite possi- there's a possibility that Marcus Smart could be a guy that is on the move sticking in the Eastern Conference PJ Tucker Miami a couple of days ago we uh we or maybe yesterday or whatever we we were uh hearing reports that the Heat were going to extend him a fully guaranteed three-year contract, and that gives him, I guess it was $27 million or something like that, whatever it was. But the P.J. Tucker could actually end up with a number of teams that are very interested in him. Uh, One team is the um, Philadelphia 76ers. Right now... I guess Wednesday is the deadline for James Harden to opt in or opt out of his player option. And what I think is going to happen here, it's a $47 million player option. What is likely going to happen, at least according to reports, is that James Harden is not going to opt in to the $47 million contract. Instead, he's going to opt out, but sign like a three-year deal with the Sixers. And that will allow Philadelphia to sign P.J. Tucker to a deal. And all of a sudden... Sixers look attractive, right? It'll be a full season of James Harden and Joel Embiid. And you'll still have, you know, the key players that you've seen uh, seen here, right? Like um, Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thibel and P.J. Tucker added to the mix there is pretty interesting, right? So Sixers right now are sitting at, what are their odds? To win the NBA title, they're 15-1. to To win the Eastern Conference, 
They are your fourth favorite at seven to one. Now, I'm not saying that uh, PJ Tucker pushes them over the limit, but Embiid, Harris, Thibel, Harden, Maxi, Tucker. It's a good squad. It's a good squad. Uh, elsewhere, just trying to go throughout the uh, rumor mill here for the NBA. Uh, Clippers, they re-sign Zubats, their center, their big man, to an extension, three years, $33 million. Clippers are your favorite to win the NBA Finals. It's crazy, but so much um, so much excitement about the possibility of the Clippers now that they have John Wall signing with them. It's John Wall with... Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Zubats and Pat Bev. And this is a team that is really expected to do some special things this season, assuming that they are all healthy and play a full season. And that's why the hype is there for the Clippers as your betting favorite to win the NBA title at plus 550 co-favorites with the Golden State Warriors and the Clippers in the Western Conference co-favorites as well with the Warriors at plus 290. I, I mean, I like them. I do. I definitely do like the Clippers. I'm so I'm very curious, one team, as we're talking about the Western Conference right now, I'm very curious what the um, Suns are going to do with DeAndre Ayton. This, to me, is a really um, polarizing Name when it comes to this team, the Suns right now are nine to one to win the NBA title. They are your sixth favorite. They were the best team in the regular season the past two years. And Adrian Wojnarowski said on ESPN, "quote I think there's a lot of sign and trade option scenarios out there that they'll be able to start working through once we get to Thursday." The Suns have had a reluctance to give DeAndre Ayton a max contract, but I do believe it's available to him out in the marketplace. Can they find a package of assets back that makes sense for them? End quote. And that's the thing, right? What out there, what team out there can give the Suns an attractive enough package to then work out a sign-and-trade with DeAndre Ayton? And does whatever package that is make the Suns better? Now, maybe it makes them better in the future, right? Maybe they get, you know, some younger pieces. Maybe it's draft picks, whatever. But looking at the Suns last season, as great as they were in the regular season, this was a 64-win team, right? And as great as they were the season before, where they were a 51-win team with 10 less games, obviously. Without DeAndre Ayton and not replacing him with a player that contributes right now this year, you have to downgrade the Phoenix Suns. You just have to downgrade them. So that's one that is going to be very, very interesting to watch play out once this weekend rolls around. 
I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get to the Major League Baseball board for Wednesday coming up next, right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19 to get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, Every edition of Points Red Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at the betting board here for Wednesday in Major League Baseball. ton of day games on the schedule. First up, it is the Brewers and the Rays from Tampa. Well, more like St. Petersburg. Uh, Jalen Beeks is on the hill against Eric Lauer. Uh, the Rays winning the first game of, excuse me, the Brewers winning the first game of this series here on Tuesday. Tampa is a minus 140 favorite at home in this spot. For Jalen Beeks uh, in his last couple of outings, has given up some uh, runs. He's an opener, right? But um, his last couple of starts against the Yankees and the Pirates was tagged for two runs and three runs. And this is a guy that normally doesn't give up any runs in the uh, first couple of innings that he starts. So bullpen day for the um, for the Rays going up against Eric Lauer, who's 6-3 and three with a 3.89 ERA this season for the Brew Crew. The A's take on the Yankees. Jamison Tyone on the hill for New York against Cole Irvin. Tyone is 8-1 and one on this season with a 3.19 ERA. He is the most profitable pitcher, by the way, in Major League Baseball. The Yankees heavily favored at minus 280. New York is looking to complete the sweep as uh, they won 2-1 here on Tuesday. Uh, the Yankees will be um, headed to Houston for one game 
on Thursday. So it's a really weird schedule, and, and we've seen this already in Major League Baseball where um, because of the pushed back start to the season, um, you know, they fit in some games here or there. Also, we've seen games that, you know, um, were have, have been scheduled, you know, with like you know, rainouts and things like that. But, um, yeah, we have seen uh, these one-game series, or these one-games being scheduled just, you know, like I said, with the start of the season being pushed back. So just think about this from a Yankees perspective now. They play, they finish this series here against Oakland, little getaway day spot. Then they travel to Houston for one game on Thursday night and then travel to Cleveland to begin a three-game set over the weekend. So interesting uh, just schedule quirk there for the Yankees. So the Yanks heavily favored to finish off the sweep of the A's. Pirates take on the Nationals. It'll be pa- uh, Paolo Espino against uh, Mitch Keller. And um, the Pirates dropping the first two games of this series. So they are looking to avoid the sweep here against the Nationals. The Nationals will be, uh, after this game, stay home. They have an off day on Thursday. They'll welcome in the Marlins on Friday. So not a getaway spot for the uh, Nationals. But hey, look at the Nets. They could sweep somebody this season. How about that? Astros take on the Mets. Uh, This is... Uh, Justin Verlander against Taiwan Walker, and it is a getaway spot for the Houston Astros, who, after this game, will fly back home to take on the Yankees for just one game before they welcome in the Angels for a three-game weekend set. What a weird schedule it's been for the Houston Astros. (laughs) Think about this. It started uh, last Tuesday, right? They play at home, two games against the Mets. They then fly to New York, take on the Yankees for a four-game set, then go to Queens, take on the Mets for two games, then they fly back home to Houston to face the Yankees for one game. So what a stretch of uh, eight games against New York teams, uh, four and four, Against the, well, actually, no, nine games, right? So it's four against the Yankees, four against the Mets, and actually a fifth game here against the Yankees. So kind of a weird, again, weird schedule here. But Justin Verlander on the hill. The Astros are playing just incredible baseball. Uh, I would think that the Astros would be a play here again on Wednesday. Rangers look to sweep the Royals. Dane Dunning on the hill against Zach Greinke. Uh, for the Texas Rangers, they will uh, leave. Kansas City have an off day and then go to New York for a matchup with the Mets coming up on Friday night. So, yes, a getaway spot, but they do have an off day on Thursday, so not a true getaway spot. Texas is minus 125 in this game against the Royals. The Padres take on the Diamondbacks. Madison Bumgarner on the hill for the Diamondbacks against Mike Clevenger. For the Padres, San Diego is minus 140 in this spot. Uh, Coming on the heels of a game in which the Diamondbacks matched their franchise record for largest comeback by coming back from 6-0 down to stun the Padres with a 7-6 win. 
For Madison Bumgarner, he is one of the worst pitchers in the first five innings of games this season. The dude just gives up runs in the first five innings. In his last start, Mad Bum was tagged for six runs on nine hits in four innings against these very San Diego Padres. So uh, now taking on San Diego for the second straight game. Is there a bounce back from Mad Bum? Or do the Padres, are they licking their chops because they uh, know what to expect and are very excited to get out there and hit again against this guy? Tigers take on the Giants. Alex Wood is on the hill for San Francisco against uh, Rony Garcia. For Detroit, uh, the Giants won the first game of this set here, uh, a 4-3 win, and they are heavily favored behind Alex Wood, minus 210 on the money line. The Orioles will take on the Mariners. Chris Flexen is on the hill for Seattle. They are a minus 145 favorite against Austin Voth, uh, getting the start here. For um, the Orioles, which is probably going to be a bullpen day, He'll, he might go at maybe as deep as three innings for the Orioles. Chris Flexen, actually, uh, one of the best uh, under pitchers in Major League Baseball. Total in this game is set right now at eight between the Mariners and the Orioles. Braves take on the Phillies. Kyle Wright goes for uh, Atlanta. Ranger Suarez gets the start for Philadelphia. Atlanta minus 140 in this game. Uh, you know, I, I thought the, the, the Phillies were in a dangerous spot here on Tuesday because, you know, Harper's not in the lineup. He had surgery on his thumb. Nick Castellanos has just been terrible. And uh, I, I just didn't think their offense was sco- would score. But, you know, Kyle Schwarber continues his ridiculous June, as it just seems like he loves hitting in the month of June. So uh, maybe the Phillies are a sneaky underdog play in this spot. Alec Manoa takes on Nick Pavetta, the Blue Jays against the Red Sox. Alec Manoa, another great under pitcher. Manoa 9-2 this year with a 2.05 ERA. Blue Jays minus 160 in this spot. I might bet Alec Manoa in the first five innings because uh, this dude has opponents are batting 185 against him at the Rogers Center this season. Dylan Bundy against Cal Quantrill. Twins against the Guardians. Cleveland minus 115. Sandy Alcantara on the hill. Marlins take on the Cardinals. Marlins are minus 125. I'll probably back Sandy in the first five innings. Reds take on the Cubs. Hunter Green against Justin Steele. Chicago. Minus 140. You got the Dodgers looking to avoid the sweep against the Rockies. Who would have thought I'd be saying that sentence? But Julio Urias goes against Herman Marquez. The Dodgers are minus 190 favorites looking to avoid the sweep. And then the White Sox and the Angels. LA minus 180 with Shohei Otani on the bump against Michael Kopech. So uh, maybe backing Otani in this spot. Uh, or maybe in the first five innings. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, uh, we're going to have Jeff Seeley, golf handicapper, at 8 a.m. Jordan Sherwood, host of the unnamed MMA podcast at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Brandon Scoopy Robinson from Bally Sports. Uh, we'll talk a little NBA free agency with the guys coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at Scott's on Air. 
S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I'll tweet out on Wednesday morning when the baseball picks are up, as well as the play of the day. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.